All right, all right. You can't hear me. Not a word I'd be saying to you. It's plain to see, girl. I just be playing with you, girl. You and me, you see, it's just puppy love. Bark on, baby. Bark on, bark on. My life, my life is a lie. I cannot believe that says bark on, bark on. Yeah, puppy love. It makes sense. It's that appropriate. Is so dumb. Bark on. Like keep talking your, keep talking your shit. I like, thought it was, I'm not. I, I'm just playing with you. Like keep talking. Like you over here, man. You getting in your feelings. You getting upset. This is just puppy love. I could have sworn it was rock on, baby, no. rock on, rock on. That is not the case. Bark, bark on, on, baby, bark on, bark on, because it's just puppy love. So shout out was... to shout out to Bow Wow. No, Shoot. Shad Moss. No, um, Bow Wow. He'll always be Bow Wow. He to said, me. "Don't call him Bow Wow." No and more. he will be called Bow Wow any day of the week. So they it, really it, it, it's going to be Bow Wow. Or it's going to be Little Mama. Which one you want? <laughs> Pick one. But no, shout out to Puppy Love. I love Puppy Love, and so does Joe Budden. And we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, Hello, Jesus. we're going to be talking about... We're going to uh, talk about uh, West Philadelphia, born We're going to be talking about raised. Fresh Prince. We're going to yes. be talking a little bit of Kardashian news. Are we? Yes, we are. Are and, we? And uh, we're going to be starting... Uh, we're going to be talking about Oh Shit starter Odell Beckham. And so we have a lot to talk about in Jesus. this episode. Let's get it going. <laughs> Everybody, yes. hello, hello, welcome hello, back, pop stars. Yes, so just We're back with I, an all new episode. <laughs> but I, the, the thing that popped in my head because you are so shady. What? When you talk about Bow Wow and Little Mama, it reminds me of old girl from Lovecraft Country. How you never see them in the same room, like they are the same person. Which one? Who? Um, you, the two, the only two white people in Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah, I, did I tell you that? Yeah, well, I read it, but like I agree, like I they told are the somebody same that person. I actually said that I think they're the same person. They've gotta be. I maybe think I last told, week. Yeah. Maybe I told my old man that, or I was telling you that. I was telling somebody. I was like, they're the same person. Did, I think last week definitely confirmed they're the same yeah, person. They're but the same person. When you said that about Little Mama and Bow Wow, that's what Pick made me one. Think so he gonna. Of. He gonna choose one, and that's what I'm gonna call him. So, no. hi everyone. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we're back with a brand new episode of Cold Pop, uh, and yes. always, you know, our favorite motto: "There's a lot going on." There's a lot going on. Uh, but I first want to hear about your week. How was it? Uh, my week was good. My weekend was good. Labor Day weekend was really fun. I ended up going uh, still in Illinois. I think it was out to Oak Brook to this place called Go Ape, yeah. okay. which is like this treetop uh, zip line of a uh, treetop obstacle course. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Had a grand old time, as Who'd you can you see from with? the pictures. You're being so shady, oh, okay. and I'm uh, not gonna answer that question. Oh, clear, so you're, so. yeah, it wasn't you. So, so don't okay. worry about it. How was your Labor Day weekend? It was good. It was good. I mean, you know, I we had Labor Day. You and I actually spent Labor Day together. Did um, we? Yeah. I didn't notice that. The, uh, there was too many empty wine bottles between you and I. Was there? I'm not sure about that. Just but, for you. Um, there was one. But we uh, <laughs> went and had lunch. At you know, summer I always house. liked nice. Summer House. I think Summer House was becoming 
a good summer, spring, summer, spring, spring, fall staple for me. I think I could go once a year and be fine. Yeah. Um, I thought, I yeah, I but it was nice. It was nice. I, we went there and then we went out to the lake and just had, Where you we know. Were promontory point? Yes. Um, in Hyde Park. So that was fun and just got it to was. do that and, you know, sipped and I may or may not had a few sips of wine. Um, and it was just good to hang out with, you know, friends. And so that was great. I, it was. I got to start P Valley, so I started P Valley. Oh, you like week. it? You're, no, I do like it. It's good. Um, and so I'm trying to be aware of spoilers. I went to the barbershop earlier this week, and I was just like, I had to like stop listening because it was the topic. Oh, of they conversation. were talking about P Valley. They were talking about the season finale, and so it was just a lot. But I'm trying to stay steer up, uh, steer away from spoilers. And um, what else? I also watched the. A series premiere of book two ghost uh which is part oh, of the power series as a child um you watched it no i'm not going to i told you i don't support curtis jackson so I oh okay all right cancel all right so cancel, i started that I just don't you just don't him. support it um so i started that that was a little mm, we'll see it was a, it's a rocky start for me to be honest um Tasha's still up to her same old bullshit. So that, that you know, some things never change. Never change. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it was, um, I'm excited to see what Mary J. Blige's character brings mm-hmm. on in the future. So we got to meet her um, this in this very first episode. And so I'm really excited to see what she brings. So. Good. I think one thing you'll really like is if you go online, you'll see all of the memes from Pre-Valley of Uncle Clifford. But it's actually yeah. Clifford the Big the Red, Red Dog. dog with yeah, a I like. Yeah, I saw so a couple of those. Um, that was good. They're so good. And yeah. the actor who plays Uncle Clifford, he laughs so much at those because I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's so so funny. So so no, that was good. Um, I also popped into the IG live that Mark Lamont Hill hosted. I saw that that was happening. Um, for Jesse Smollett. Yeah, and that was I, it I for Jesse, or did he just? Was wanted to take part in it. I th- honestly, I mean, I, it it was really a larger conversation, but Jesse was definitely the focal point. He right. was the example that they used. Um, it was almost it, kind of like a case study of like how yeah. media and police work in tandem, right? Um, of okay. silencing black stories and uh, black people and hmm. um, things of that nature. Dr. Angela Davis was there. She supported she, him. Didn't uh, she? Yeah, she definitely does. That. And so it was, it was, it was really interesting to kind of hear their perspective mm-hmm. um and they like they gave us some resources as well um did you take anything away from it that you liked or didn't like was it worth it i think it just i think honestly it was just to be more mindful about media and how we digest media mm-hmm. um it's very formulaic and how um news outlets output things and how they can really I think we know they're this of how they, of how they can yeah, yeah of how they can um, yeah. basically stage a story or um, or organize a story in a way that will be that will look at how do I want to say this that can that can make you uh, side one way or the other. It's not always objective in the sense when it's always a, it's always objective. It's not always objective to the naked eye. That's what I will say. It's not always objective to the naked eye. Um, Jesse talks a little bit about in his experiences um, with this of how there were actually reports and people that corroborated his story and things that came forth that just did not get the news 
traction that other stories were getting um, and kind of did like a comparison and contrast. And it was like, hmm, okay. I'm, I don't know if I necessarily um, agree, but it's definitely opening my eyes to how I digest media and news. And to say it's, I don't think staged is the right word, I think. Especially because when you talk about media, yes, media, but there's a difference between journalistic media and yeah. then uh, tabloid media. Oh, certainly. I, so, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And so I, I think from a journalistic standpoint, I think you have to ask, well, what is the story? You know, and that will be the main focus of whoever, you know, if, if it's a journalist carrying the story, well, what what is the most recent thing? That, you know, you're just reporting back what happened, but I think I can definitely see in tabloid media, it is, well, what's going to get the most clicks? What's going to catch mm-hmm. the most eyes? What's going to drive the most traffic? And even some news sites as well do that, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, but here we are, 2020. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, okay. Interesting part of the week. Cute. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we hop on into our first segment uh, that we like to call Woo Chow. Certainly, certainly. All right. So Woo Chow is where we get to go over the top definitely moments in pop culture. That, huh? It definitely felt very empty. Oh, I left you hanging? Participate. Oh, I'm sorry. Because we usually do that together. We I do. Apologize. You must have got something you really want to talk about. So let's go. So I... Okay. It's a funny story. It's not funny. Let me say let me say that right now. Pet it's love, a little disturbing. Um is, if, if true. Yeah, I'm not sure. He denies doing it, but let's get to the story at hand. Um so Joe Budden <laughs> earlier this week um was being featured on a podcast and at the very beginning of the start of the podcast, he was um talking to the friends and it was in reference to pets and dogs. And he kind of made like an inference that, you know, he may or may not sometimes have done something to make his dog feel better in a certain area of the dog's body. Um, Huh? Yes. (laughs) So, um... I don't like where this is going. Okay, so just stick with it. Stick with it. I mean, I already Um, know, but still. Right. And so he... He's kind of like a... It was... Everyone around him was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I like, he was my like, face right He was now. like, come on, y'all. Now, don't act like y'all have not done that before. Just to make... No. You know, and so, you know, Twitter took <laughs> took a hold of that little He's bitty clip. A weirdo. And went, and went ham, completely on it. And so, talking about, you know, Joe Budden, and there were lots of tweets and lots of um, uh, memes and things like that regarding him and his, quote-unquote, puppy love. He then went back on IG and took to a live stream to say that, you know, he loves dogs. Um, and he kind of wanted to, like, preface it with he's had two dogs that passed away. Um, and so I don't know what that was supposed to do. But, you know, he kind of went and talked about that that's not that was not the case. And that if his dogs heard any of that, they would be turning over in their graves right now. Because that's complete BS. That he would do anything to, you know hurt or abuse um molest a dog uh (laughs) but he didn't so wait did he not did he deny doing so what was funny was that there wasn't an actual right out denial 
Um, but he talks about he just loves animals. He was like, I love my dogs. I love animals. Um, and then he kind of went back into the dogs right now. But he was like, that's BS that I, you know, that I'm doing it for some kind of like sexual like gratification or anything like that. Um, but you're do, but you're doing it. And I, Allegedly. well, you know, hey, I'm just saying. He he might not be he might not be doing like a full job like to completion. I mean, it just makes it sound like it's like the reason that y'all think I'm doing it, I'm not doing it for those reasons. He was but like, not you know, like hey, outright denying. I don't. So I had no doing. experience with dogs. I did not grow up with dogs. You <laughs> did, Marcus. Talk to us a little bit about. You've never had that experience. I've never had a male dog. My dog was a female. So okay, that still could be a thing, no. right? Ooh, no. Okay. No. no. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> Vagina in any form grosses you out. That Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> okay. So I just, okay, that's fine. That Look, you have your views. Joe Budden has his views. And what he wants to do um, with his dogs, you know, I don't know if we need to get um, Sarah McLaughlin to come out here and sing <laughs> <laughs> In the Arms of an Angel. Do you know what's funny is that I saw some this black girl, she went viral, she when she heard about the Joe Budden story, and then she said she retweeted the story. Was like, and y'all want me to vote for him? I think not. And then what? She, wait, wait, wait. And then she retweeted Girl. again, and she said, "Okay, I've just been informed that Joe Biden and Joe Budden are not the same person." Right. Like, get your life together, I'm like, Girl, if you don't pull it together, what? Um, but Joe Budden actually has like a lot of other things that he's currently battling right now. So this dog thing, I think he's letting it roll off of his back. Mm. And um, wasn't this like revealed in a deposition or something like that? That one of his so exes some, oh wrote gosh, yes. for more child support or something like that? Right. Or she was harmed. From what I remember reading, she was writing it to, I guess, as far as like custody is concerned. And saying that he wasn't fit to have like more custody or something. Because like they that. talk because of the in reference to the dog. Right. Yes. Because so basically, that there was like, um, and the way that she described it, she was like particularly bizarre things. Right. To his dog. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Um, and so they kind of talked a little bit about you know not I don't think what did they say oh so. This is this was this is the quote. Um, the defendant has not only expressed concern for the dog's lack of a sexual partner, but has personally assumed responsibility for relieving any pent up canine sexual attention. I can't. So I mean, hey, listen. Call Peter. Call who we need to. Call Paul Chicago. Shout out to Paul Chicago. Um, if this is if this is a case, it's you know, Joe. Joe, at some point, you just got to stop. Bro, just stop. Just take a break. I have anything else just, to say. Just take a break. It definitely is a Wu Chow moment, though. Wu Chow. Okay, what do you have up? I just want to do a quick shout out to um, May She Rest in Peace Dame Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played Olena Tyrell on Game of Thrones, one of my favorite yep. characters. Lady Tyrell. Um, she died this week, this past week. Uh, and so just remember her. She was one of the baddest to ever do it on GOT. Uh, made that role infamous. So uh, thoughts and prayers and Certainly. peace to her family as they deal with her passing at this time. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do you have? Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about is our buddy, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. 
Um, what he do? So our um, everyone's favorite athlete, and I think I mean if correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mister Still, but didn't you at one time have a, a, a nice little crush on Mister Odell? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, the wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns um, recently became a topic of discussion in the podcast Thoughts Next Door. Um. Which has actually been spilling quite a little bit of tea, if you really think about it. Yes. So, Thoughts Next Door, who's hosted by Selena Powell and um, the other girl, Eliza? Oh, no. I think it's Eliza. Um, but recently, um, we're talking a little, uh, we're talking um, a little bit about Odell and what he likes to have in the bedroom. Okay. Um... Brace yourself. Apparently, um, they had guest Slim Danger there who let it reveal, who revealed that Odell likes to be um, shitted on. So wait. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Like, I don't know what I'm like. I don't know what it is about the weird sexual stuff this week, but that's what's going on out here in the world. Wait, 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 wait. Quarantine is making people bored. <laughs> so, so who, who is this person? So who Slim Danger this? is, um, so Slim Danger is, she's like an IG. She's on IG. She's an okay. Instagram personality. Uh, she's also Chief Keith's baby mama. Okay. Yes. And she's alleging that she did this to Odell Beckham? Now, she didn't say she did it. How else would she know? She said that that's what he likes. So she talked a little bit about he first wanted her to send, um, he wanted him to send her, he wanted her to send him, sorry, a photo of her using the bathroom. That's how, that's how it kind of started. That's how she said that this all started. Um, that she was like, okay, um, and so she sent she sent that a photo, and then she said it kind of just escalated from there. But she said that she did not do it. That's <laughs> okay. She did not do it. So now let me say this. Yeah, Odell has responded to this. And what did he say? He kind of laughed it off. So he put he posted um, kind of like a cryptic instagram and it's like it's a photo it's a photo of him on the field and he's like you can't knock me off my pivot no matter what shit's thrown my way huh. she, okay he definitely didn't write that um and so and then someone was like <laughs> someone was like go ahead bro talk your shit and he was like literally and then a lot of like laughing emojis so i don't <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry y'all I'm really, this really takes me out because people are getting bored and things are starting to come to light. So I read this tweet from this woman on Twitter that said, she said, y'all need to wake up. She said, and y'all, ever, y'all, and y'all wonder why celebs <laughs> all date the same type of girl because in that, or I, something about like pass around the same girls or whatever is because there's just a level of like freaky stuff that girls in that circle will do that a normal girl wouldn't do. And that's why you always see one celebrity with this girl one 
month and then the next month that's true you'll see a celebrity with a different because what you don't girl. do another girl will another person will certainly uh i don't really have anything to say on this child if it's true like you <laughs> but i mean i guess hey. that's saying that it's not, he's saying that it's not true did he that's what i'm saying did he Cause can't knock me off my pivot it's no matter what denial. shit's done. That is not a denial. That's just uh It's it you what you ain't gonna shake me? What? You think I'm gonna be hurt? Okay. Now, my question is, cause you love Odell, you know, if this was the case, and he's like, you know, Marcus Boy, like Boy, don't I? even approach me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Marcus, you're not having it. Goodbye. I'm not I, I'm not even gonna humor you with that. Listen, Odell. Would you? And it's Odell Beckham? Yeah. And I'm not in a relationship. He wants me to send him a photo of me pooping. No, 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 no. Like, in person, would you? The fact that you even have to think about it. I'm definitely thinking about it. We're so done with this podcast, It would be a thought. We're so done with this podcast. I don't care. Listen. That's not even a thought. Now, I don't want it on me. You are But if you want me to do it on you. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And like what? You going to do it on his chest? Parameters. It's all about parameters. No. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make this happen. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm going to get some kind of money or something. I don't want to talk about this anymore. No, I no no so no no. So you're not no, gonna no, do no. it. I don't want to talk about this. I would be look, and I'll be sitting there <laughs> counting my money, and stop. you're gonna be stop, 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 stop. Ask that because you didn't want because you didn't want to poop. I'm not talking about this anymore. Oh goodness, I can't believe that's you. so nasty. Oh, so you too good? I, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So, I mean, all jokes aside, we can't judge. That's just not our no, thing. No, that's not my ministry. That's just and not our for thing. For those who it is, great because there's you. somebody else who's there's somebody who's out there doing it. Absolutely. Who's like, oh yeah, absolutely. But to me, that is the grossest thing. I love that. No. Do you remember that video, Two Girls in One Cup? Oh, gosh, Blah. no. Let, yeah, I don't even want to bring that up. Blah. I'm about to throw up. Okay, so. we need to move on. All right, what do you have next? Um, the only other thing, woo fucking child to that, first off. I'm telling you, I'm woo trying to bring child. down the topics. Like, this is what woo child. this is what the streets are saying. Okay, Angela Yee, <laughs> you're bringing us the hot okay. topics. Woo child. Um, the only other thing I had was Scream is getting another sequel. So this will be number five. Oh, that's good. And the OG cast is back. That's good. Nev, uh, David, and Courtney are all coming back for episode four. Uh, episode five. For Scream five. Scream five. And then there's a lot of new faces like um, Dylan Minette, Dylan Minette. He's going to be in. I don't it. know who that is. Yes, you do. He's the star of Thirteen Reasons Why. The white I, boy. Okay. Um, and then yes. Kevin. Wait, who else did they say? Jack Quaid, Melissa Barrera, and Jenna Ortega are also joining the cast. Um, there's a lot of new faces on here, and it's going to be very interesting. I don't, I don't know if I've aged out, but my only question is, where else can we go? Like, I feel like the only other yeah. lane is we find out that Sydney's been the mastermind this entire time. Like, where that else could can be we go? it. That would be good. That would be interesting. I mean, I that's would, the only other kind of. Twist. I would watch it if that was the case. Yeah, because um, we've done, we've literally done copycat, 
a friend of a friend, a family member, the original. Like, what do we? What, where is there left to go? I, obviously, somewhere there's a script out there that somebody wants to do. So, so I mean, Sydney's got to be. Or I mean, like, in all honesty, that means the original cast has to die. This this movie. I mean, five. Yeah, screens? I think that I've. I, I mean, I've honestly aged out of it. I don't even know if we do horror like that anymore. Oh yeah, um, horror is still big budget. So I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but best of luck to them. Congratulations. Yeah, but that's all I have for Wu Chow. All right, all right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, and we will be back with our spill segment. Bye. Alrighty, welcome back. For this week's spill segment, we are going to talk about the Oscars. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but this came out early last week, or maybe middle of the week, but the Oscars announced new inclusion requirements for best picture eligibility. I saw something about that, yeah. You did? What do you think about that first off? I mean, and just the requirements and things that they're going to be imposing on uh, creatives. Well, run down them for me. So, first off, so there are four standards. They've got them. Excuse the sirens, too, by the way. Okay, Wait, so okay. there are, <laughs> yeah, so there are four standards, and I think they are saying that you have to abide by one of the four. Uh, but basically, the standards are as follows, and this is via Variety.com. So if you want to, why so long? Why does it have to wait? Uh, I just because they need some time to like implement and give people a chance to pivot. So the first one is uh, standard A: on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. And so they they label it by A1, A2, and A3 for this. And so A1 is a lead or a significant supporting actors come from diverse communities i.e. Asian, Hispanic, Black, Indigenous, Middle Eastern, Native Hawaiian, other underrepresented race or ethnicity. A2, general ensemble cast. At least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Women, racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive or physical disabilities. And then A3, the main storyline slash subject matter. The main storyline, theme, or narrative of the film is centered around an underrepresented group, i.e. as above, for the same kind of people. So women, racial, ethnic group, LGBTQ, and then people with physical disabilities. So that's just category one. Uh, standard two, creative leadership and project team. Uh, basically, creative leadership in a department and department heads must be one of those uh groups uh other key roles must be approved by one of those groups and overall crew composition must have at least 30 percent of the film's crew be from one of those underrepresented groups standard c industry access and opportunities which means paid apprenticeships apprenticeships and internship opportunities must come from this underrepresented group uh c2 training opportunities same underrepresented group and then representation and marketing Publicity and distribution is the last standard. Standard D for audience development. Mm. Um, and then the studio and or film company has multiple in-house senior executives from among the following underrepresented groups. And then, of course, it goes through all of that. 
Uh, it's saying due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Oscars extended the 2020 eligibility for this year up until February 28th of 2021 for the 93rd Oscars. Now, that's not to say that you have to make one of these. You have to meet these standards. You can make whatever film you want in order to be considered for a nomination for Best Picture, though. You have to fall into one of those categories. What are your thoughts? Um, I know it's a lot, so. Yeah, I, whoa, like, oof. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I can tell you right Immediately, I'm just like thinking like, I'm, I don't know if I'm a huge fan um, of the initiatives. I mean, yes, you can make whatever movie you want to make, but you just won't be considered for And it's picture. only for the best picture category. All the other categories will have the same requirements as previous. So the only best picture categories it has these standards now. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Okay. I th- I think it's not I think it's very telling that if you don't have people like that involved in your production then that's an issue and then I mean, I think at the end of the day too you also have to think about how will this affect period pieces. That that's what I mean, that's one of the things I'm thinking about like how is this going to create authentic authentic period pieces um when which in effect is i guess you can still make a period piece but i guess it just, just won't be, be considered for best picture for like best picture. that's fine yeah. like yep do the work but y'all not gonna be considered but i mean it's, it's um, somewhat feels like it's bare minimum like why should we have to enforce you to have black people or underrepresented uh, populations in your film. You know, I mean, we've seen plenty of best pictures and movies and stuff that have had all white casts yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, is it really that extensive to do the um, bare minimum? Especially if you're only having to meet one of the core 30% of, what's the third? It's 30% of the leads. 30% of, like, your crew or... No, I'm talking about when it comes to casting. 30% of the leads and supporting. Of, of the supporting, not lead. I think they said supporting, not just leads. Let me go back. Okay. I think it sounds great for me. I think it sounds like, oh, wow, this is, like, going to change the game. But then also, it's kind of like a... They are, you, they are forcing the hand a little bit um, to in order to be a best picture hopeful. I think... When a lot of people set out to make films and are putting a lot of resources into them, yes, they want to get some type of, they want to kind of get that accolade or that recognition. And I think, but I mean, like there are so many ways because it's like, tough. I wish it, I just wish that there was a way that we could do it that was just more organic and didn't and didn't feel like a forced like standard that you have to meet in order to be there. I just wish that there was a way to make it more organic and hey. From my understanding, you could be a black director and have a white cast and that still fit or vice versa. Not according to this, I don't think that you can. Like So from it says leader significance, it says at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. And then the second part, general ensemble cast, at least thirty percent of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know what I feel like is going to start happening? What? <laughs> I feel like people are just going to start like making certain characters gay 
just to be gay and like well, not they've like no like no like you know like, almost like After J.K. Rowling like how yeah, she came out exactly what I was like saying say. like oh well oh she's, she's gay. trans yeah, oh she's she trans. gay yeah. oh child you didn't know yeah. she likes she likes to yeah that's what I'm gonna say they've already play with been her doing dog it. like I don't like. <laughs> I feel like they're going to start making some of these things just to kind of put it up there. You know what? Honestly, it's fine. Go with it. I think that industry professionals who've been navigating it for years, if they want to find ways around it, they'll definitely find ways around it. Um, And I think that that just speaks to, you know, who they are and and what that is. But I go, hey, go wild. The, The reason why I think I support this is because it challenges creatives to tell different stories. There's so many other stories. I mean, like, come on. We've seen how many white stories, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the Oscars. And then on the flip side, we've seen how many slave stories at the Oscars. So this is challenging you to, like, try something else. Well, do something better. Question. There's so many other stories out there to tell. I guess this is my other question. Do you think that the industry will kind of push back and renounce this like as not not as a form of protest but just kind of you I feel like one of the things that we've started to see already is that the award show the traditional award show is kind of being done away with it's not a thing like people don't make a big deal so much about these award shows like big award show Oscars might be one of those those few remaining ones that are starting to kind of get um, that are still able to kind of garner some type of audience but it's very possible that this could potentially you know start the train to kind of like you know refute that and be like you know we're going to make the art that we want to make um regardless and so do you think that there will be some type of pushback from the industry no because again like i said no one's stopping you from making what you want to make yeah i mean go for it go do it you know it's just won't be considered for best picture i mean it's one category out of how many categories and i think that that will be something that people will start to just kind of maintain and just be like okay well so i don't i don't think it's that huge i mean i i, I think i, I think I, it's definitely to me it seems like uh that that seems to me like there's a couple a lot of standards that will you know that would make some pretty big changes but i'm what you gotta understand is only you only have to meet one of those categories from a b c or d so i mean it's not saying that you have to meet all of them you just have to meet one of them it's not that difficult like, to just do one. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I think I'm understanding now. So you just only have to do one of those. Yeah. So okay. you can either pick from standard A, standard B, standard C, or standard D. Like, okay, it's that not helps. that tough to have a fucking 30% or more of your ad department be diverse people of color. You know, or, or I think that that helps. Whatever else. So I don't think it's that tough. I mean, like yeah. I said, I feel like it feels like the bare minimum to me. Do you think that should be more? I don't necessarily think it should be more, but I mean, it shouldn't have to be so enforced they have to be like one to this. Two? I don't think it shouldn't have to be enforced like this. Yeah, I think, like I said, I wish there was a way for it to be more organic, but I think that this is going to be something that hopefully changes oh, the culture. Scratch that. It's two of the four. Standards. Oh, okay. So not one. Excuse me. I okay. misspoke. To qualify for Best Picture, films will need to meet two of, four, two of the four standards, which okay. is still not that much. So, 
I don't know. I I think it's a good it's a good direction, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts or? I think, like I said, I think for me, I would want to. I, I look forward to seeing the um, pictures that would be selected um, and how they hold up. I um, this is not going to happen until twenty twenty six. You said, yeah. So yeah, I mean. We'll see. Like I said, I feel like that they will find, I think people will find ways around it if they really want to. But hopefully it just gets people to start thinking. You know, the people who are wanting to get those accolades, start thinking about the people that you have around you and be more mindful um, of the atmospheres that you're creating, um, onset, offset, and the leadership that you have. Uh, it never hurts to have more of a diverse background and a diverse point of view. So Child, I'm all off to it's happening in 2024, not 2026. Child, okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm keep misreading because okay. the way they so have 2024. this written. Yeah, beginning um, in 2024 for the 96 Oscars. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, interesting enough. Cool. All right, let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll get with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. All right, now we are back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Marcus and I are going to go over the top moments in pop culture this week and give them a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat if we're not. It's the child. Marcus, what do you have up first? Uh, the first thing I have up is a new spinoff from Blackish. I think this is Ooh, spinoff Jesus. number one, two, three. Three. Spinoff number three. But I think I may actually watch this one. It's called Oldish. We'll see, yeah. And so Jennifer Lewis and Lawrence Fishburne are getting their own spinoff uh, following Ruby and what's what was the dad's name? Do we remember? <laughs> I don't remember what Lawrence Fishburne's name was. Wasn't no. it just uh, Dre Sr., Andre Sr.? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, so they're getting a spinoff. Uh, it's been confirmed and Jennifer Lewis made a tweet saying how thankful she was. Uh, I it, anytime Jennifer Lewis can be on my TV, I'm good for it. I, yeah, I do love Jennifer Lewis. And I loved it. And Lawrence She's Fishburne great. as well. Like they're both really solid actors and they've been in this game for a long time. So it was yep. good to see them get their own TV show. Yeah, I think it will be good. I um always love to see Jennifer Lewis um at the forefront. And you know, Kenya Barris is definitely he's gonna be is he going to be showrunner? Do we know who's going to be like at the helm? Is it all the same people, all the same team? Uh, I'm sure it'll be people similar. So I'm thinking, so this is what I want to know. And is it going to be on ABC? Yes. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yes. It um, will be on ABC. Okay. So, I mean, I'm definitely here for it. I, um, want to see how this how how it plays out. I think I think Jennifer Lewis is, is going to bring it. Script. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I think Jennifer Lewis is going to definitely bring it. Of course, she is a seasoned pro. Um and I hope that we get to just know a little bit more about Ruby's character. It says according to Hol- to the Hollywood Reporter, the spin-off will follow Ruby and Earl as they give love Earl. a second chance when they move to a rapidly gentrifying neighborhood of LA. They'll meet characters who represent the old and new faces of the community as they try to make it work as a married couple <laughs> again. Okay, we'll see. I'm definitely here for it. Fizz, totally. It's a fizz for me. I'm excited. I will watch. I'm going to watch. <laughs> uh, okay, what else you got? Cool. Um, 
the first thing that I have that I wanted to talk a little bit about was keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm. And so the Kardashians are Yarn. leaving um, their, e. their post. Not leaving E, I don't think. But the Keeping Up With Kardashians show will air its final season in 2021. Yeah. So after 14 years and 20 seasons, um, they will be calling it quits. The family is calling it quits. Um, this is they first came on in two thousand seven, I believe. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and so it's just it's wild to um see them and how far that they've come. They've definitely built an empire off the back of this show, and I think now that they're at a point where they're like, I don't need the show. I don't. They don't really need the show. I also feel like there's been so much that's gone on with Kim. Kanye and all of his recent struggles as well as if you look on the show a number of family members have felt quite the same of, of, as far as being done. Courtney's been probably the most vocal about it of saying mm. hey I'm finished like oh I need a break and she's taken she has definitely taken breaks and steps back from filming you know we lost Rob years ago um, on, the se- on the series <laughs> but we um but even I think also the Jenner girls have taken a step back. And so I think that they're at a point now where they have built this empire and they don't really need the show to help promote the brand anymore. I think that they've elevated now. And so that's one of the things that I am um, kind of looking at and see how, how it will continue. I don't think that they're going to leave E. As we know, the Kardashian franchise has built off a number of spinoffs. And Are I would, any of them still on the air? Well, no. I think that, I mean, you've just seen how they go as like spinoffs, depending on what's ever going on in their lives at that time. Um, and so I don't know if we'll see a spinoff. I will see exactly what happens. Um, Kim Kardashian took to her social media earlier this week to say, I'm so incredibly grateful to everyone who's watched and supported me and my family these past 14 incredible years. This show made us who we are, and I will forever be in debt to everyone who played a role in shaping our careers and changing our lives forever. Um, what I also think, and what will be funny to see um, in the tell-all that comes years down the road, I bet E couldn't afford them anymore. See, I think I, I, have, the diff- I have a different theory. I think Kim decided she was done with the show and there is no show without because Kim. Because of Kanye? Mm-hmm. I think, mm. I think Kanye refused to do this, sh- didn't want her doing the show or whatever. I think I what think we'll be telling, back. I think what we'll be telling is if we get spinoffs of other family members and True. that will, that will really show. But I don't, I honestly just don't know if the, I don't know if the, um, the money was there on East Park. Oh, I forgot Just to tell you. One of the things I've been seeing is, you know, like, I think now the Kardashians have evolved into this level. Um, almost like as a Taylor Swift, like, people love to hate them and make fun of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, almost like a pushing them away. And I think that that has definitely taken away some of that viewership now that they are in this place of like, People don't really mess with them like that anymore. I think that they used to be fun and likable. And then because of things that they've done and things that have come up um, and just now who they are of just being like these, like Kylie Jenner is a billionaire. What do you pay a billionaire? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that that's, it's hard. It's hard to see um, 
Eve being able to come up with enough money to keep them there and wanting them to do this show for as long as they've done it. What were you going to say? I was going to say, so this is one thing I wanted to get your opinion on or your feedback. So the rumor and everybody's been, I guess, sort of can't since the show is coming to the end. They want Chris Jenner on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She would be good because she's already friends with a lot of the she ladies. She would be there. legit. Yeah, she's been on. The, she was on the show this season. Um, what would you think about her joining? I think that she would be. I think she would be a kick-ass addition to the cast. Because we know Denise is leaving. Um, yeah, she's leaving. Um, and Garcelle, I'm sure she she might have one foot out the door. She may. I'm not. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I think she could be good. Um, I would love to see that. Um, but. It'll be very telling to see what spinoffs come if that's if that is the right. case. If Kim just didn't want to do it, I just don't feel like he has the money, eh, I don't or know. doesn't, or at least don't doesn't want to pay the money because I feel like the Kardashians have definitely lost some of the sparkle and shine that were on them in some of those early earlier years. I feel like the country like gravitated to them and then got to a point where they shunned them almost. Like they don't want to be mm-hmm. a. They, you know, I, there are a lot of people in my circle that if you mention the word Kardashian, it creates a visceral reaction right. or something on their face. And it's like, oh, like they're just at that point. Right. Um, so. Uh, e may be slashing budgets because, you know, they got rid of their E! News. E! News got canceled. Oh, really? Yeah. So they could be slashing budgets. I could see that. Slashing schedules. Yeah. So that's interesting. Oh, it's a flat for me either way. I don't like the show. I I give it a fizz. I think it's time for them to be done. I'm glad it's the final season. I think it's time for them to step away and move on to greener pastures. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. The only other thing I had for fizz or flat, I forgot to bring this up last week when okay. I was talking about when we were talking about it. But um, okay. Wendy Williams's biopic they've casted. Who's going to be Kevin and who's going to be Wendy? Did you know that? I think I, I saw this something to you. about it. I'm not really. Okay. Sierra Payton and Morocco Omari are going to play Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter. But here's their pictures, so you can see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'll we'll see. I would love to see. I'm gonna. I look forward to seeing the uh, transformation that Sierra makes. Into Wendy Williams. I mean, she sort of looks like Wendy now. Okay. With just in this picture. Maybe I'm just, it's hard for me to see. So, but I'm excited. You know, I love, I like me some Wendy You do Williams. like Wendy. I don't, I, for me, I think it's a little bit too early for a biopic. I would love to wait a little bit longer. What do you mean too early? She's damn near 60. She is 60, I think. Yeah. And she's had a storied career. She How definitely has early? a, she definitely has a huge story. And that's just I don't radio know. alone. I think, yeah, for some reason, I don't know. I want to see it go. I want to see the story go a little bit farther. I think I remember um, her saying on her talk show that the biopic was going to cover a lot of the early year, the radio years. And just a little bit of the talk show years, from oh, my understanding, okay. because I think she she was like you know the radio years can have it's a movie. Of Is this going to be on Lifetime? Yes. Mm. So I think that they're going to do. Radio I'm less years. excited, but you're okay. less ex- Oh, don't come for Lifetime. Lifetime sometimes gets it right. Sometimes they. You didn't don't say do that well. about Danielle Brooks and Jill Scott going to Lifetime for Mahalia Jackson. 
Yeah, I think that sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it How? wrong. You ain't even seen the movie. So I'm saying from my experience, sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. I remember okay. with Wendy's last um, experience with Lifetime, oh, which in the production of the uh, Aaliyah movie. Was it the Aaliyah? Uh, it was Wendy the Aaliyah movie, okay. and I wasn't really happy with the final yeah. product. And so that I think that that's in the back of my mind of knowing what Wendy's collaborations with Lifetime have looked like in the past. Um, I am a little bit more excited in the Mahalia Jackson piece because I thought that they did, Lifetime did a really great job of bringing the Clark, Clark Sisters biopic to life. I thought that that was a really good, strong um, hmm. movie and biopic that they did. And so they seem to do that pretty well. Um, I look forward to seeing the Sierra, the Sierra Payton and the transformation that she makes and then kind of going, hopefully we'll get some really good tea that we've never gotten right. um, from Wendy thinking. before. Yeah. So okay, well I give this a fizz. I give it a fizz as well. I think um, you know it really just Wendy's an open book, and so we're gonna get a I lot know. of different stuff. I and know. And I think she that says that there is a lot of stuff. So yeah, so I think that that will be interesting. I wish it was through another network, but hey, you got to go with where you at. Like who? Um, Would you want it to go to like a cable network, like an HBO? Stars or something like that, or TV. Yeah, I think it. I mean, if it could go, went through Netflix, that, it could have went. Through, oh gosh, if it would have went through Netflix, we would have really got some stuff. I just don't know if Lifetime's going to take us there, right? Um, because it's still a network TV, show. right? Right, right. Okay. Still a family well, we'll channel. All okay. right. Well, what do you got? All right. Up next, so in West Philadelphia, born, born and, and raised. raised, Will Smith is bringing. Um, out all of the stops for the 30th anniversary of Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. um, so they were actually filming the reunion special um, earlier this week and Will took to Instagram to showcase a couple of photos from it and it looks like a lot of the old cast was there. Oh, um, minus just James Avery, who was, unfortunately is just no longer with us. First but, things first, rest um, in peace, Uncle Phil. But the first photo that we saw was all um, almost all the cast there. So you had Carlton, Ashley, you had uh, Jeffrey, Hillary, Aunt Viv, as well as Jazz. And then if you scroll... That was the gotcha gotcha because it Janet shows us Hubert. that there's actually a sit down between Will Smith and Janet Hubert, um, which if you know that this has been a long time coming, <laughs> long time um, coming. Hubert left the show very early. Um, was it like third season, second third I, season? I, I can't I can't be for certain, but she left the Did show. Did she leave the show? Or after, was she fire from she the show? left the show after citing that there were several issues between. Her and will. Uh, and and will, but also just production okay. of how mm -hmm. how, how things were um, being put out there, and that there was definitely not fair money um, um, amongst the cast, and so that was that was a part of it. Um, you know, she's had a lot to say about Will in the past, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that they're now going to have this time to to do this um, on camera. Do you and think so, this is going to be heavily edited? Or it, like heavily it could be. Produced? You know what? It could be, but from what I've seen of Janet Hubert and who she actually is, give me five minutes with her and she's going to give you something. Um, so they can cut it as much as they want, but she's going to give you the real. She's going to give you the real tea. I, I just hope that this is a genuine, let's just clear the air, clear the table, and not one of those... Oh, I'm just going to put on a good face and 
I know Janet. I'm, I'm, I guess I say that from Will's standpoint and not so much Janet's standpoint because I'm sure Janet's going to give you the real. Yeah, whether she Whether you is. want it or not. Uh, yeah. So. so, but no, uh, I'm really excited. Um, this reunion special is actually going to be on HBO Max. Yes. Um, and also Will was uh, also on social media later this week to talk about the dramatic reboot of Fresh Prince that's going to be there. Bel- isn't it just called Bel Air or something like that? I can't remember what the title is. Okay. But um, apparently they sold it to Peacock who has ordered a two episode. I mean, sorry, not two episode, two seasons. It's a two season order um, of a series that has... Just from a pitch, we we haven't seen it. it no one's seen pitch. it. It must have been a really great pitch. That just doesn't happen in the industry. It's unprecedented, and so the fact that they have already have two seasons ready to go before you know anyone has even filmed anything. So at first thought, I was like, "Why Peacock?" But wasn't Fresh Prince of Bel Air originally on NBC? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was, that, which is understandable. Um, so That's why. yeah, I think that it's. I, I'm really excited about it. Um, and it seems like it's coming right at an um, appropriate time, right at the 30th uh, anniversary. Yeah, this, I'm going to watch. Yeah, of this Everybody looks great. historical sitcom. So. Everyone looks great. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm here for it. Fizz. Yeah, Fizz for me as well. Okay. Fizz. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think that that's it for me. I feel like we've talked about so much today. We have. Everybody black. <laughs> Basically. So I think that I think that that is I think that that is it for me. Okay. Uh so then what are your final thoughts for this episode? Um No, I just think it's it's kind of speaking to everything comes in its own time. Um so when I think about like directly Fresh Prince and this Janet Hubert Will thing of like them finally coming together, it it took time for that to happen. Um this implementation for the Oscars and how this is all kind of coming about. It took a lot of time for us to get there and figure out the band-aids. And I don't know if we're just, I don't know if we're there quite yet, but it, I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. So I agree. I think I just go back to hit, uh, diversity, inclusion and different stories and how you tell them are, it's, is very important. And so to just remember that and, I think when it comes to the Oscars and impl- implementing these standards, um, yeah, I, I take to take your words, it is a step in the right direction. You know, I mean, it's one thing to just constantly say, okay, we need more diversity, we need more diversity, but to actually do it. And create a plan. And, right, create a plan around it. You know, that's what I like. I like action. Don't just give me lip service. Give me some action. So I think this is a, a step in the right direction. And uh, again, Different stories matter. Different stories are just as important as the the regular, regular ones that we always see. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, where can they find you on social media? So on social media, I am at uh, Trenton Rashad on Instagram. And I'm at Trenton RD on Twitter. I actually uh, got on this week to find Trenton Rashad on Twitter to see if I could, like, take that is just that somebody have it it is a person who has not tweeted since 2016 and they are only following one person um and so i'm going to terrorize them (laughs) until i get my handle (laughs) 
See, I, I luckily did all of mine at the same time. So Marcus drew still across the board. Even with mm -hmm. Gmail, I got super lucky. I did it all at once. Branding, darling. Branding. That's it. That's it. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, all the socials. Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. You can find the podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts: Spotify, Google Play, I, uh, SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Uh, yeah, Spotify. Uh, and then if you have any questions or you have some segment ideas, shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. That's it. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Definitely share, guys. Yes. Share share us out there. Put us out there. Yeah. Okay? And if you can rate us, give us a rating. <laughs> give us a rating. We need some more of those. So give us a rating. Tell us what you love about the show. Give us some comments. You know, the whole, the whole thing. Show this us some thing. love. This whole thing. All right, let's get out of here. All right, so until next time, pop stars. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you. Bye.